Incentive Connection Travel, family owned and operated for 30 years. We provide the best service in the industry, seven days a week, evenings, weekends, and holidays. No matter how or when you contact our office, you always get a response from an owner. You have full unrestricted freedom to book any supplier. You are an independent contractor, and this is your business. We will not tell you who you can and cannot sell, and you have direct access to all our BDMs and our other agents. Get more information at our website, ictravel.com, or call me, Robert Simon, at 602-867-9606. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Well, <laughs> how was that for Snazzy? Thank you to ICT, your Incentive Connection Travel, for being today's sponsor. Happy Friday. I am Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and this is the Friday 15, where every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we answer the industry questions you have submitted. Well, it is a wonderful 2023. We got about a foot of snow here in Minnesota in the last couple days, so I am thrilled beyond belief about that. But let's see. We've got other exciting things happening here at the Harhead Quarter. So in case you haven't heard... We have host week coming up January 23rd through 27th. Um, there are over, there's almost 1400 actually registrants right now. It's our week long celebration. There's interviews with over 30 host agencies with seven of the consortia. We've got education spots. I think there's like 20 plus education spots covering a wide variety of topics. Everything is free. And there are some great exclusive specials for you advisors within the industry. So make sure to check it out. You can register at hostagencyreviews.com slash hostweek. You can also see the lineup, who's going to be speaking, what the topics will be, and all sorts of other good stuff. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and see what questions we have. Okay. First question comes in from Sheila. Sheila says, I am well past the seven-day startup. I started in March of 2020 and have an LLC set up. I have things up and running. Great job. I am curious on thoughts on getting an SBA loan to fund the business. My goal is to quit my nine-to-five as soon as possible so I can focus all my time and energy on my new career. Love that too. But replacing that income with the time I have now is not going very fast. If I could spend more time and energy in the travel area, I could replace the income rather quickly. But I feel like it's a catch-22. Any thoughts on getting small business loans to help? Well, Sheila, that is a great question and actually not one we get very often. So um, we will put a link in the show notes that will um, to the SBA loans if anyone is interested in those. That's a small business association. Um, and Sheila, I don't think there's a right answer for this because there's going to be a bunch of different factors that you'll want to consider. So first is your risk tolerance. Um, you know, anytime you're taking out a loan, there's interest on that loan and you may not be able to pay it back if for something comes up um, and you don't have the excess income. So I would say if you feel comfortable taking out the loan, if you're taking out $5,000, $20,000 versus $100,000, that's a big difference as well. So determining the size of the loan and the interest rate that you're going to be going with, uh, I think doing some calculator work on that to see how much you would owe in interest and how much you would expect to earn back uh, if you were going full-time in the travel industry. And I do have some good news for you on that. So we just released our hosted travel advisor report, which if you haven't checked it out, we will link to again in the show notes. 
But this is a wonderful report. And what I want to show you, so I'm just sharing my screen now for those that are listening in. But I'm, I'm on our hosted travel advisor report. And one of the sections is the income. So we look at the income of hosted advisors and we slice and dice it in a variety of different ways. And one of those ways is through experience. So when we're talking about um, Sheila's question on how much she can earn, this is going to be really helpful for you and giving you really hard data on what most agents are seeing. So what we're looking at with an income by experience, Sheila, why I want to show this to you is you're just a few years in. So you started in March 2022. So you're brand new. And you can see that within the first year, the income by experience is always very low because of when commission gets paid and you're getting started with your agency. But you can see by year two, the people that are doing it part-time, which is you right now, barely are pretty much at about the same level as they were for year one. But if we look at people that are going at it full-time, they jumped from around 2,500 in income to a whopping 14,000 in income. And by years three through five, the full-time people jump up to $30,000. So there, I would say, Sheila, we have some pretty hard stacks. You know, if you're working very hard at it and you're very dedicated to growing your agency, that within a few years, you can definitely be making up that income and hopefully being able to pay back some of that loan. So I would say, again, lots of different factors um, to consider during this, but I would say if you're very confident and that dedicating yourself to your business and really working at it full time, that you can totally reach a, a salary within the first couple years that would be commensurate to um, something that most people could live off of. So um, let's see. I think that's all for that one that I wanted to say. So thanks for sending that question in, Sheila. And if you're tuning in and you're kind of wondering uh, where you can submit the questions that you have, whatever they're about in the travel industry, we'll find the experts that can answer them. But you can go ahead and ask your questions at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. And our next question comes in from Anna. Ooh, fun one. Okay. So Anna is saying, I am trying to determine the coverage I should get for E&O insurance. I have quotes for $1 million policies, half a million dollar policies, and $300,000 policies. Do you have any pointers how I should go about determining the coverage? Well, Anna, I sent a note to an E&O insurance specialist. Um, and unfortunately, he just got back to me about 20 minutes before we went live. So I'm going to follow up with this next week. But the one thing I do want to say is we have some um, we have an article resource on that on the site. So if you go up, let's see, um, let me go to the site really quick. Uh, and I'm going to share my screen. We're, we're on host week up here, but I'm just going to type in ENO. And for those that aren't familiar, ENO is errors and emissions insurance. This article is going to be a gem for you if you haven't heard of it yet, because it's something that a lot of travel advisors have. We cover um, what it covers, what it doesn't cover, because when you hear errors and emissions insurance, you might be thinking, oh, it will cover all of my errors, any mistake I made, I'm good to go. And that is not the case. There's something called moral hazard, which is boring to read about, but important to know. Essentially, if it's something that could benefit you, the insurance companies are not going to pay on it or that could possibly benefit on you. We also cover if you should be getting your E&O insurance, sometimes host agencies will have umbrella policies. Uh, what the risks and the benefits are of using your host agency's policies versus getting your own. Um, and then, so 
Anna, we will get back to this for you next week. But the the one thing to say is that the you know the coverage is going to be the coverage coverage it covers your uh, attorney fees and it also if you happen to go to court and then any claims that you have to get paid out. So one thing I will say without having spoken to the expert on this is that it's really going to depend on if you're new or not, what type of travel you're selling, selling what your sales are like. Because if you're only selling to family and friends um, and you're maybe selling $5,000 trips for the, the sales, you might not need that million dollar policy because you likely, unless something goes terribly, terribly, terribly wrong, even if you get sued, those $5,000 policies, giving that money back um, and any attorney fees are not going to be equaling a million dollars. However, if you are a $10 million agency, you definitely want to be looking at those larger um, coverage coverages. So we'll put the link to the ENO insurance article in our notes. And then let's move on to our third question today. And this is coming in from James. So James says, hi, Steph and team. I was hoping you could help me out. I am hoping we can help you out too, James. I'm a relatively new agent that joined a host agency that I found here on hostagencyreviews.com, who are great. <laughs> I'm loving this already, James. Uh, but I highly specialize in Africa travel. As good as my host is, they either they cater way more for the agents that book hotels, cruises, and all-inclusives. 99% of their preferred suppliers I can't use. Do you know if there is a host agency that is out there that would best suit my needs. I'm based in California. So the California seller of travel is important. Thanks so much for your time and warm regards, James. Well, James, happy new year. Um, let's dive into this. So let me start with the first thing, which is the California CST, because there's a couple of things I want to address in your question. Um, so with the California CST, that's the seller of travel. And again, I'm going to bounce back to our website. And all I'm doing is on um, up in the search bar, I'm going to type um, travel agency license. Oops, place, if I can spell it correctly. Um, and that's going to pull up our article, Do You Need a Travel Agent License, which is our seller of travel. Um, and this will talk about, um, you can click on here and you can get information on the California seller of travel license. So if anyone's not familiar with it, we'll put that link in the comments so you can check it out. Um, but it is something essentially you pay you pay into and so that if something goes wrong, um, they know that you're a, a certified seller of travel and have the contact information and can go back to you. Um, but let's see, what was the other thing I wanted to touch on in here? Uh, preferred suppliers. So you're talking about preferred suppliers. I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. So we are also going to put a link in the comments to what a preferred supplier is. The gist of it is they're they're the go-to people for your agency where you want everybody to book. Now, with James's situation here, it's kind of interesting because we get a lot of people writing in like this that have very specific niches that may not be covered by preferred suppliers or a lot of preferred suppliers. So James, you're newer here, and it sounds like you already have some, maybe some contacts in the ground in Africa, because what I always tell people, um, it's very common for host agencies. Their preferred suppliers are going to be the larger companies and the ones that are able to provide the service and support to, to service a whole travel agency network. 
And so what James is running into is he's trying to book these African safaris, and there may only be a few of the preferred suppliers listed that book African safaris, because they definitely will have, whether on the consortia level or on the host agency level, they will have preferred suppliers because safaris is a um, an African travel um is a, a large niche in some ways, they're going to have suppliers that can hit that, but perhaps it's not one that you are looking for. Maybe what you're looking for, um, James, is smaller, more boutique, on the ground, preferred suppliers in Africa. And if that's the case, and for anyone that has a, um, you know, if you're specializing in Italy and you have on the ground preferred suppliers that for some reason you already have existing relationships or like to work with, Chances are a large host agency or a consortia is not going to have them as a preferred if they're a very small boutique vendor. And that's what you're running into here. So James, I will let you know that there aren't likely going to be hosts that are going to have the preferred suppliers you're looking for if they're smaller ones. However, what I would do is kind of reverse engineer this. And uh, I don't have this information for you. So James, if you are tuning in and you do have more information that you can give me um, like who these, who these suppliers are that you're looking for. What I would do is reach out to those suppliers that you want to work with and ask if they are preferred with any of the main consortia in the United States or, um, any host agencies or travel agencies in with the United States, and then go from there. And then on the site, I want to show you, um, some things you can look for here as well. So let me, all right, I'm sharing my screen. No, I'm not. All right. So on the um, on our host agency list, I wanted to point out that um, when you're looking through here, there's a more filter that sometimes people miss. And because you said that the California seller of travel uh, license is really important to you, there is a filter here that can help narrow down all of these host agencies for you, James. So all you have to do is click on California. And these are all the host agencies that have the California seller of travel license. Um, and from there, what you can do is reach out all of the host agencies that are our first class host agencies, um, and I think business class as well. Um, if you click on their profile, they'll have a preferred supplier section as well. Uh, you can see right here on TPIs, um, they'll have all of the information on here. So you can take a look and see if maybe any of the tours are some of the preferred suppliers that you're looking for. So that was a lot of information for you, James. Hopefully it wasn't too overwhelming, but hopefully it's helpful for you as you go along. Um, the, the other thing to mention, James, is if you're not finding a host agency that can give those preferred relationships to you that you're looking for and give you those higher commissions, and you're only booking African travel and the vast majority of it with these vendors that aren't preferred. The other thing you could look at is getting your own accreditation. As a new advisor, I wouldn't recommend that because um, there's just a lot that a host agency and the uh, support of a consortia can help you out with your first few years. Um, but I will put a link in the comments to some accreditation options if that's something you're interested in as your agency grows a little bit more. Um, and let's see, that that's about it. I want to go ahead and thank again our sponsor, Incentive Connection Travel. We do have either sponsors or co-hosts for about 95% of 2023's Friday 15. So I'm super excited. Uh, Roberts is our first one that chose to do a sponsor where they're just doing an ad 
versus coming on as a co-host, which I really like because it's fun to, to get to do this with other people. So just a note on some of the upcoming ones we have. So if you have specific questions, we have Jennifer Dugans, who is the founder of Dugans Travels Host Agency. She is on next Friday with us as a co-host for January 13th. So if you have any questions about Dugans Travel specifically or any for Jennifer, send those in. And then the week after that, the week before host week, we have, you probably recognize Lori Spears from Lovarte Travel. She has been a co-host on quite a few times last year, but she'll be on January 20th. So again, if you have any questions about Lovarte Travel, or if you have questions for Lori specifically, send those in at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. And you can also set up e-reminders that will send you an email when the when the Friday 15 stream is starting about 30 minutes before and let you know what the questions will be, who the co-hosts will be, and all sorts of other good stuff. So happy 2023, everyone. So looking forward to doing it. Don't forget to sign up for Host Week at hostagencyreviews.com slash host week. And we will see you next Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time.